Welcome to The Legend of Zelda, where the only sound you'll hear is your own heart pounding as you race through the forests, lakes, mountains, and dungeons, dungeonous mazes, in attempts to restore peace in the land of Hyrule. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I've heard this somewhere before. Have we done this? Wait. No, wait, this sounds familiar. Now you're playing with power. Super power. Sonic 2 handles stubborn stains. Embarrassing bald spots, no problem. Warning. Incoming game. Two best friends get sent back to the year 1990X. Now they have to play games the old school way. No guides, no internet. No No way! way. This is the Retro Reset Podcast. Call in game tips at 747-21-RESET. That's 747-217-3738. Ask your parents for help. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Retro Reset, the only gaming podcast where we take you back in a time capsule to visit the year 1990X, or in this case, 1980X, to play games the way they used to be played, without guides, without walkthroughs. We're resetting our gaming brains, and we are discovering the worlds of gaming once again for ourselves. I'm Alan Jenkins. I'm Kyle Klesky. And we're back again, and we're doing Zelda for the second time. Right. We didn't like the way it went the first time, and we were just like, you know what? Our fans deserve better. Let's do it again. It you has know, nothing to do with like technical issues. Not a thing to do with technical issues. I actually have done that before, where I've deleted an episode here. just because I thought, well, this isn't good enough. Because I do, I like no joke, happen to be kind of a perfectionist about things. Um, but this one actually, uh, you know... Was the same reason, I guess. No, uh, for some reason, our our recording software, uh, Zencaster, decided just to pretend to record half of the episode. Yeah. So it was it, being so good to us, and then it's like, you know what? Yeah, fuck you. We <laughs> great. Now I have to bleep that out. Uh, maybe that'll no, be no, our that one. Be a, maybe that'll be our that'll one be our for one. the year. Because I mean, what I feel like what better situation to use it than Zencaster just giving it giving it to us? Yeah. To so be you know what's in caster? I don't, I don't apologize. I don't apologize, Zencaster. Yeah. You know we're using you right now, and you might work correctly this time. And, and it's not even working our... correctly this time. We're recording a secondary audio stream because Kyle's audio is screwing up right now. As we speak, I hear him crackle every time he talks. That's because I'm part robot. Oh, okay, cool. I need I to update so. my my drivers. I really need to turn off Discord. That's probably my issue. <laughs> I discordially invite you to dis- to turn Discord off. Well, in any case, we ha- we have done Zelda. Uh, so this episode, you know, is new to you, but it's like we went back in our little time machine and uh, decided to do this one over again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so there it is. Oh my goodness! We're still here. We're still stuck here. We never got to finish, so yeah, we can't go back to our current year until after we finish the review. That's the rule. That's, that's the rule that's for true. the flux capacitor. That's the chrononaut uh, golden rule. That's right, chrononauts. Yeah. Um, so speaking of chrononauts, uh, you guys can contribute to the show by sending in your voicemails and text messages and emails about the game we're playing, and that brings us to talking about what we're going to be playing for our next main episode in two weeks. And what game is that, Kyle? Gunstar Heroes. Oh, I love Gunstar Heroes so much. I wish I had the music uh, close at hand, but I do not. Did you ever put but the yay in the soundboard? 
I did not. I'm sorry. I've been I've oh, been so like, busy this past week. No, it's, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, obviously, uh, let's just talk about our last week because I feel like you you get the crown for busiest uh, bee in, oh, this, in this particular uh, relationship. So, uh, how's how's your last week been, man? Oh God, I just sneezed like real hard. Um, oh, uh, busy. I worked. Uh, let's see. I worked 12 hours on Wednesday, mm-hmm. worked 9 hours on Thursday, 12 hours on Friday, and then 13 hours on Saturday. So I was at work from 7 a.m. to, uh, I think it was 9 wow. p.m. Wow. Yeah. What is what is happening at the cement plant? It's an asphalt plant, thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, we I, had to... I said the wrong... Uh... <laughs> The wrong form of thing that they put uh, down to make roads. Excuse me? Uh, uh, pardon? Yeah. It's asphalt? Okay. Asphalt, anyway. Alan. So, um, it's it's my ass, asphalt, you know. Oh, it's your fault? Sorry, I was dumb. Oh, Anyways, we good. had a client that decided they want to make asphalt on Saturday. Long story short, they don't know how to measure. No one sent a truck, sat there for four hours to get mm-hmm. the last load. At oh, 9 great. o'clock, I left. It was fun. That's awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, would do it again. Not really. Please kill me. <laughs> but uh, the paycheck will be good. Kind of need it. Because yeah. I had to pay the OB today. And woof. Woof. Yeah. Baby's expensive. He ain't out yet. And he's already, he or she is already expensive. Yeah, man. That You should just say, <laughs> like, your allowance was me paying, paying the OBGYN for the Not first, kidding. like, 20 years of its life. And then you won't have yeah, to that's give true. That's right. And that's how you get out of giving your child money. I I paid you to get a muddle probe poked at you through your mom's belly. So we did get to see the kid today, and it is Mm -hmm. going normally, and everything is going great. So that's that's awesome. A bonus. Yeah. We also have the gender, but we're not going to reveal it until Sunday. Right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, before we get too off track, I do want to mention that if you do have any uh, tips or memories or. just any sort of tips or memories from Gunstar Heroes. Yep. Make sure to call in at 747-21-RESET. That's 747-217-3738. We're both starting to get it. I'm, I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. Um, yeah, so uh, text in your stuff about Gunstar Heroes this next week. It's a great game. I would say, uh, you know, you may have heard this from me before, Kyle, but I would say probably the best shooter of the 16-bit era, in my opinion. The best, like, run-and-gun game. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. In my, oh my opinion. God. I can't wait to talk about it, because, like, yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, I already played it, you know. Yeah, we, we have beaten it before. Because Zelda already was supposed to happen, and then yeah. I was like, well, I got dead Zelda, so now it's time to play Gunstar Heroes. Yeah, so Gunstar we already Heroes. have an opinion on it. I actually, there's yeah. video proof of me beating that game. Yep. It's and on Sweet Victory 117. That's YouTube yeah. slash Sweet Victory 117. That was, that was one of the early track. LPs that... Um, I did though, so I have, and man, I've been kind of like wanting to LP again. Weirdly, jump on, man! I went back and jump looked on. at at a bunch of our old videos and saw like, man, we were getting some pretty good views there for a while. It's pretty steady, yeah. You know, it's really died. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, but but like, well, for you, me, it's you. YouTube doesn't I reward you unless you're uploading like twice a day every day. Yeah, and you're so. fitting the algorithm and all that. Yeah. Um, it's funny because like I see let's play. I don't do let's plays as just a means to get views, 
but also it's fun to like look back to 2012 and listen to some of my videos and where I was. Right. So I'm using it as kind of like a diary method, if that makes sense. So I'll do a let's play at some point. Right. And I'll look back and like when I played at that time in my life to see where I was. It's really interesting just to see how it changed. Yeah, I like that. That's the main reason I did it. Yeah. But. Well, uh, regardless, we got another game show to talk about, and that's this one. Mm. And today we're doing. The Legend of Zelda from 1987 in America and 1986 in Japan. So, are you ready to go back to 1980X? We're already here, man. We've been here. We haven't finished, remember? Oh, well, I want to play the sound effects, so just give me this. Okay, we can play this. Time circuit's on. let me have this. capacitor. Fluxing. Engine running. I love getting fluxed. Oh, my God. Of course. Uh. <laughs> wow yes thanks bud <laughs> you know it's funny because it is fun to get flux because you know you don't stick to metal very well wow flux <laughs> okay I mean, I like metal so what? so what? the legend what? of zelda was a family computer disc system game it came out in japan on february 21st 1986 not an nes cartridge as is thought by i guess people who don't watch youtube because Zelda is one of the best covered games, uh, I think, in history, in terms of, like, gaming history. But um, I think, you know, if you go on YouTube and you look up a video, there's some there's some video about Zelda explaining its history. So I'm hoping that today there are a couple of things that you learn that are new. Uh, the audience, that is. Kyle, you already know all the new things that I told you, because once yeah. again, we've done this before. Um, but it also came out in America in July of 1987, one uh, one year later. Uh, a little more than a year later, actually. So, um, a pretty big gap, right? Yeah. And there actually is a very good reason for that, but we're going to get to that. Let's start off by setting the scene. 1987 in the United States, arcade fever is still in full swing. People love arcade games. And there are some great releases this year, like Contra uh, on the uh, on arcade. Although people generally consider that to be an NES game, uh, R-Type uh, comes out in arcades. Double Dragon, Double Dragon, the first Street Fighter, which is hot trash, but it's still notable for starting um, yeah. one of the biggest competitive starts, franchises yeah. ever. Um, and you get also Namco's first uh, 16-bit games uh, this year. So you've got. Uh, Yokai Dochuki, uh, which is a platform action game, and you also get Pac-Mania and Galaga 88, which again were some new uh, 16-bit arcade games, which was like a brand new thing at the time. So, 16-bit gaming started earlier, guys. I, you know, hate to tell you, but it was not uh, the Super Nintendo that started it, or the Sega Genesis either. Um, mm -hmm. So on the console end. Um, Zelda 2 for the Famicom Disk System was released this year um, in 1987 and that wouldn't come to the US for another two years again because they were trying to uh, port these things onto cartridges which proved to be a bit of a technical challenge um, you've also got Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of the Lounge Lizard, Lizards for PCs, um, Metal Gear for the MSX2 uh, Gear. which again would eventually become an NES game um, Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest comes out, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Maniac Mansion, Space Quest 2, the first Mega Man game, and Final Fantasy, Fantasy Star, and Sid Meier's Pirates. Those those are some good PC games, too, like Maniac Mansion, Space Quest, those yeah. are like, 
iconic. Yeah, definitely. You've got some great PC games, some really iconic stuff, as well as some really iconic series continuing, you know, with Castlevania, which, like, Castlevania 2 was popular at first, despite being kind of bad. Uh, but everybody, I mean, it's it's legendary for how bad it is, but I think it gets a worse rap than it deserves. It, you know, it's like, it's not a good game, but I think it it's mostly different. I think it's mostly famous because of AVGN, and everybody has, like, dumped on it since then. Not that I hate that, because AVGN is amazing, and, you know, gaming, I wouldn't use, say... gaming content these days, like, owes everything to AVGN, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say Castlevania 2 is, like, an inherently terrible game. Mm-hmm. It made some poor decisions design-wise, but it tried something different. You know, it went. Yeah. It could have just stuck to the traditional platform. Yeah, people probably would have loved that, but they thought, "Hey, right. let's do something different." So you yeah, know, they off you know they had a try of it, and you know they failed. But that's okay. You also have Mega Man this year, so uh, a huge a huge series coming out in 1987 that uh, I would Good say you know has as much. Man. It's as big a deal as, like, Mario and Sonic, you know? Oh, yeah. Jump and Shoot Man. Jump and Shoot Man. Yeah. Um, or at least at the time, it was that it was that big a deal. I would say Mega Man has, has lost some of his uh, star power these days. The hell? I mean, he's in... Yeah, you know, I guess I haven't seen a lot of Mega Man lately. What's this he up Mega to? Mega Man 11. Hey. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That didn't end well, did it? No, it's fine. It's a decent game. Oh. Oh, I'm thinking of Mighty Number Nine. Yeah, Mighty Number Nine is hot trash. Yeah, hot hot trash. And Mega Man Eleven is not hot fire, but it's pretty good. Hot fire. Sorry. Um, Why didn't they make a new X game, but like the traditional X games? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. But I mean, they just don't seem to want to do anything with the character. I don't know why. Or, or they mm-hmm. can make a Mega Man X. They can make a Mega Man Legends Three. I would love that. That I would. I, would I liked play Mega that. Man 64. I thought it was great. <laughs> it's one of those games that I feel like wouldn't be as good going back. Like for example, I uh, played Harvest Moon 64 on the stream the other day, and I was struck by how little there was to do. And I was just like, I know, right? Oh man, I don't know if I want this right now. Not. Uh, also, I was playing it on an LCD screen, and it looked awful. I mean, it was painful to look at. <laughs> I gotta say. Yeah, it's funny though, because like, despite there not being much to do, you could still burn hours playing that game without notice. That's true. I did get back on and play some on the N sixty four, like on my CRT, and I think I had a much better time just because the graphics didn't look so bad there. So, it's it's one of those things though that like sometimes it's just you're not in the mood for that. You want something a little more complicated, but yeah. not stressful. Um, and ever since Stardew so Valley, it's really out. it's really hard for me to go back to some of those old Harvest Moons because Stardew just Valley just does tranquility, man. Oh yeah, that's the one. That's the good one there. <laughs> oh my god, I went back and tried to play a 3DS Harvest Moon and couldn't get through it. I I'm which like, one did you? Uh, Story of Seasons. Oh okay. Yeah, it's got like a five hour tutorial in the beginning. It, it gets larger it's every time right. I talk about it, but legitimately. I am not through the Six tutorial hours. yet, and it took me like half an hour just oh. to get through like the first like quarter of it. It's it's pretty bad, especially when it comes to explaining a farming game of all things. Well, yeah, well they spend whole days, whole in-game days, talking about like 
Today we're just gonna, I, I'm an old lady and I want you to pick up six rocks and six stones. And you do, and that's the end of the, your day. All right, good jobs, whippersnapper. Tomorrow we'll go over how to water things only. It's, Ooh. It's ridiculous. Granny's all, <laughs> that plants aren't the only things that are going to be wet tomorrow. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh Granny, god. no! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Gra- so, Granny okay. needs payment for letting you stay at her house, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You're going to be moving some rocks into Granny, you know what I'm saying? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, so let's talk about Zelda. Uh, oh yeah, Zelda. How's so, that going? Um, Nintendo was already a legend in arcade games at this point. Um... And the NES was doing pretty well in Japan. Uh, just to recap some of the developers that were involved, we've got Miyamoto, whose father arranged an interview in 1977 with Hiroshi Yamauchi, uh, the president of the company. And um, Miyamoto showed some of his toy creations and was hired as an apprentice because, as, as you know, uh, Nintendo was a toy company um, around this time. So they were making... Uh, they were making toys. They were transitioning out of making like just Hanafuda cards and and other you know various things. They were making some TV like Pong uh, consoles. Um, they're doing um, like at the time you know Miyamoto's working. He of course creates uh, Donkey Kong um, and several other things. Uh, he's you know he was the company's first artist. Uh, so he's been there Ooh. for a very very long time. Um, and then you've also got uh, Takashi Tezuka. Uh, Takashi Tezuka was a big fan of fantasy novels like Lord of the Rings, and he brought that to his writing in the game. And finally, you've got Koji Kondo, uh, who did the music for the game. And so surprisingly, like, yeah. there were only five tracks in the game, only five musical pieces. Yeah. Which, you know, they had a limited amount of space on the NES, so... Um, it's cut some corners yeah it's surprising to look at when you play a lot of like we're we're both of us are like super nintendo slash sega genesis kids we're very like as far as our collections go even i feel like we we started off with 16-bit era um yeah so seeing some of the limitations that they dealt with in the nes era which we just caught the tail end of um is you know pretty interesting to me i think um so uh, Zelda was developed for about five to seven months, uh, overlapping, not in total, but it it had five to seven months of development time that overlapped uh, with Super Mario Brothers. Uh, so the Famicom had been out in the in Japan since 1983, and uh, Mario and Zelda are considered like considered like early essential titles for the NES in America. But yeah. In J- but in Japan, Mario Brothers was like their swan song. It was like the last game. They were going to make for the NES. They were going to try and do everything they could with stock hardware. Uh, we can talk about that when we do Super Mario Brothers someday. But um, this was like the last game they were going to make. So Zelda was actually the launch title for a new flagship console that they had coming out called the Famicom Disk System. Uh, so they were trying to sort of give the NES a little bit more life until they could, you know, yeah. come out with a new console. Can- Kind of like the 32X. Yeah, exactly. It's like the 32X of the Sega CD. Uh, but it brought some actually really interesting things to the market. Uh, so the Famicom Disk System uh, had the ability to save. So it had like internal memory for saving your game. 
Um, yeah. You had more complex musical capabilities, so it had a lot more channels and a lot more ability for using samples. Um, and it also had games on discs that looked a lot like the floppy disks that we have uh, on old computers. Uh, so these discs could be blank or they could have a game on them. And at special kiosks and stores, you could take your disc and overwrite it with a new game that you could get for cheaper than just buying like a regular game. So cool. I don't know if you guys, um, did you ever have the e-reader for the Game Boy Advance? Nope. I don't no. even have a Game Boy Advance. Okay, so Game Boy Advance had this thing called an e-reader where you could plug it into the top cartridge slot and you had these cards that you could scan in and play a game. So it was a little bit like that where you could go to the store and get a game for really, really cheap. Like a, an e-reader game costs like, I don't know, 2 to $4. And not more than like a, a Pokemon, like a pack of Pokemon cards. And it came in a similar packaging. Uh, so it was this really, really cheap way to get games, the, the disc system was. Um, so it was this, uh, it was, Zelda was like the, uh, launch title for this. And as a result, it had a lot of enhanced features, uh, when it released in 1986, including some enhanced music. Um, so let's listen to our version of Zelda from America and we'll see how it compares to the one in Japan. Oh, not safe for earphones. Is it pretty loud? Oh, that's rich. That's okay, rich. so everybody, everybody is you know familiar with that version of Zelda, but this is how it sounded in Japan. It's pretty snazzy. Yeah. You get this bell sound in the background. They're not having to switch in between instruments. It, they're not layered either. Like, I mean, they are layered. It's they're they're cool. layered rather than like because like in, if if you listen real quick here, um, whenever it starts the uh, beginning of the song, it switches out instruments right on the square. <laughs> Is it really loud for you? I don't understand. Do what? Is it? I'm not understanding. Is it super loud on your end? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's weird. I mean, it's just like... Bla it's funny because you're really quiet, and then it's like... That's... That's, <laughs> it's like, that's bizarre. Damn, Zelda? It's, uh, it is yeah, not... Welcome it's, to it's not super loud on my end at all. That's weird. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. This is why we do backup files. Exactly. Because Zencaster has decided to become an anarchist and just say, you know what? Yeah. Screw the government. I'm not going to do what <laughs> I was designed. Apparently. I don't know what I'm talking about. Continue. So anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no. It, it's really cool. I like the... Uh, I was really jealous now knowing that that we didn't get the disk system. That whole taking in the kiosk and replace it thing would have, I think would have gone on really well over here. Yeah. You know, um, it would. I think it would have gone well during a time when memory was a lot more expensive. Uh, because the reason, you know, that they were doing this is because, like, the chips were so expensive, right? So the discs allowed them to save that cash. But memory became cheaper, um, pretty quickly after the Famicom disc system came out. And so it didn't really have a super long lifespan. Um, you know, I think like a, a two or three years, maybe. 
that it was that it was coming out but they also went and re-released zelda in japan on a cartridge yeah i just thought Japan gets all the cool peripherals. It's not fair. They really do. And the reason they got it is because they got it, you know, this was at a time when the U.S. was getting everything, like, really delayed from Japan. Uh, Whereas a lot of stuff launches worldwide now. Um, But it used to be, like, if something came came out in Japan, like, you had no guarantee of it ever coming here. And that's still the case, I think, for some, like, JRPGs. Um, Those have become niche again, but... For the most part, yeah, they, there's we like get everything they companies do. that port them over. Yeah, in most cases, exactly. Uh, side note: mm-hmm. uh, I am not 100 percent sure, but I can hear you scratching your beard, so you might be coming out of your headset again. Oh, I've got the original. Um, I, I have Audacity recording on the Yeti, so it's fine. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, gotcha. It's I even like, I mean, the Zencaster file is going to be basically unusable now anyway because of all the crackling. So. Oh, fair does, enough. Does not <laughs> matter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> got it. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, it, when it became when Zelda came to the U.S., they had to put it on a cartridge. So the disc system didn't make it to the U.S. like we said, uh, and we can we'll probably do a console focused episode here in a few weeks um, on the NES. But um, when they brought it to the U.S. because of this sort of failure of the of the Famicom disc system. Um, they put it in a cartridge and they had a battery backup using a battery, which was the first game of its kind to do that sort of thing. Um, and it also had a special memory switching chip that allowed it to toggle between multiple sets of, of memory cards, thus giving it more data and the ability to put more information on it. Yeah. Um, so the only thing they really had to compromise on uh, was the music. The game is basically identical uh, apart from a few features that were FDS exclusive, which are not many, it's mostly the music. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm willing to take a small hit in music to like have saves. I think. Yeah, yeah, and we we have like I said, we basically have everything they did um, in Japan on, on in Zelda. So it's kind of crazy that they were able to do that. Um, Miyamoto brought a bunch of new ideas to the table when they were making this game, including leaving out a score-based system entirely and making the game based on exploration and wandering in contrast to, like, the course completion of Mario. Um, so there were kind of, like, spiritual contrasts and, like, sister games, uh, in a way, because they were both sort of being two ends of the spectrum in gaming, like, one that's, like, a very clear goal and one that it very much isn't. Um, yeah. So some of the original map and enemy design documents are really interesting to look at, and we'll post those on our Twitter. Um, but it's it's got a lot of really interesting information. So, for example, uh, Goma was just called Eyeball. And and by the way, I always like to say what sources we're using on this um, on this podcast. Uh, for one, we're using a an interview from the amazing Shmupulations, which translates all of these uh, dev interviews uh, from Japan. Um, just really amazing stuff. And we also uh, are using an interview that came out when they did the NES Classic uh, release. So um, Iwata uh, basically interviewed some of his you know friends at, at Nintendo. And that's where there's a lot of these documents that you can look at. Uh, it has all these great pictures of, of old stuff that they uh, used to play in the game. So I highly recommend looking that up. We do all of our own research. We don't pull any of the stuff from YouTube. Um, we find all the old interviews and all the original stuff to look at. So 
Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I always like to be very transparent about uh, where we're getting our information. Um, so uh, you you can see these, like, um, differences in, in things that people are named. So, like I said, Goma was just called Eyeball because uh, that's the weak point. <laughs> um, and yeah. Ganon was called Hakai, which is a reference to a 16th century Chinese novel called Zhiyuji or Sayuki in Japan. And it's a very, very popular story in Japanese culture. There's an anime called Sayuki. Um, and it has this character named Choakai, I think that's how it's pronounced, who is typically portrayed with a pig's head, which is where Ganon got that particular name when they started out. Yeah. Because he's... Where did he get that evil jar from in his cartoon? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that was an American invention. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, get back in my evil jar, you stupid skeletons. What did he call the skeletons? Oh, I forget. I have I've only seen like two episodes. There's only like five, so I mean that's <laughs> half season. Yeah, that's half of them right there. So uh, there's even some hand drawn sprite maps um, as well, and um, this all uh, there was a this interview. Um, oh, I I'm sorry. Iwata asks was one of the interviews I used, which came out when they did Spirit Tracks. And then there's also a dev interview for the 30th anniversary of the NES when the NES Classic came out. And the Shmupulations interview. So, I misspoke. But, um, in any case, uh, during this Iwata Asks interview, uh, it has all of this like great stuff. Um, so, you can see that the game originally didn't have an overworld either. It had a, uh, a like it was a dungeon select screen that was first person. And it has this great image like showing like like a cave entrance and a big skyscape and the name of the dungeon. Wow. And it's like, it was just going to be dungeons, all dungeons. Eat your heart out, Bethesda. Zelda did it first. What? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, it's, they started out with arena, which was kind of like that. Right. But, I mean, it would have been, I guess, I mean, I don't know why I pulled Bethesda out, but like other companies, I'm well, sure they were one the of the first, they were one of the first, first person, uh, RPGs on PC yeah, for sure. I, it's, it's fun. Like, imagine how Zelda would have developed if they just went with that. Yeah, could that like would have really been possible strange. that Zelda, Zelda would have been like Skyrim eventually. Or <laughs> well, I don't I think don't this, it, the whole game. I don't think was going to be first person. I think it was just the dungeon select screen. Oh yeah, kind of like Fantasy Star. Yes. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, I think. I could be completely wrong about that. So we can only speculate. Correct us. Correct us on the uh, internet if if we're wrong about Fantasy Star having that. Um, I know Shining in it the Darkness has first person. I th I can't. It seems like it's Fantasy Star. You go into dungeons and it goes to first person. You're probably right. There, there, I can't remember. There's no highlights like that. Highlight 3D, I think, it's like that. Yeah, and, and then, then there's Arcanas. the first there's the first person sections of Draken and Dragon View. Yeah, and then there's. Yeah, and Ar uh, Arcana is also 100% first person. So right. I mean, well, anyway, they're they're you know they were doing something kind of new, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, so I would highly suggest taking a look at this for yourself. Um, but there, there's like a couple more anecdotes I want to go over. Um, there's this really great one about how Miyamoto got tired near the top of making the map because basically he. And I believe uh, Tezuka sat down to create the map for the game. First of all, they did it with pin and whiteout. And they only had to correct themselves like seven times, which is nuts. They're that good, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, the, that's, that's, that's that had to be a really cool experience because, like, yeah. there's no 
I mean, there's you're just freehanding it. There's no doing it wrong. Right. Know? Well, they did it with it with graph paper and just like just did it. They brought these two That's... huge pieces of paper together and worked on it side by side. And um, like like I was saying, Miyamoto uh, got lazy near the top. The, the the story goes that he was getting tired near the top, and that's why Death Mountain is mostly just rocks and really thin pathways. Because he was tired of making it. That'll blow. <laughs> yeah. Um. So one more interesting tidbit here about the development um comes from the same interview. Uh, when they were creating the dungeons, um. There's these excellent drawings of the dungeons, and they are using this one big square per room, and they lay them out like a big jigsaw puzzle. Uh, so Tezuka laid out all these dungeons, uh, but through some happy accident, he only used half of the data. And I don't know if he screwed up and left out half of the maps that they were using, or he was just good at programming and it only took up half the space. But Miyamoto liked it how it was, and they were like, keep it like that. We'll use the rest of the half of the space to make the second quest. So, Zelda, if you're not familiar, has a second quest. Once you beat the game once, it allows you to play it again, and all the dungeons are in different places, and it's much harder. Um, It's this crazy, crazy happenstance that basically created New Game Plus. Yeah. You know? It's, um, It's pretty special. So, Zelda, you know, Zelda did a lot of firsts, um, which I think is really interesting. Um, so the music for the intro was originally going to be a different song entirely called um, uh, Bolero by Maurice Ravel, uh, which is a classical piece of music. And um, in Japan, copyright um, expires um, or music will enter the public domain 50 years after the death of the composer. It had been 49 months and 11, uh, sorry, 49 years and 11 months since his passing, months. they found yeah. out. And, and 27 days. Right. So they... they um, they ended up having to recreate the intro song. Now, this is kind of a legendary story in, um, like, online talk about Zelda. People always talk about how Koji Kondo, re, uh, you know, created the intro music for Zelda, one of the most iconic pieces of music in, in game history, yeah, you pull, by pulling an all-nighter. That is kind of true, but it's blown out of proportion. Uh, the music for the overworld was actually um, already arranged. Um, so he he had already created the music for the rest of the game, including the dungeon music and the 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 fanfare and and the and the overworld music that we know Zelda for the da 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 da. da. So yeah, he took that and he rearranged it to make the title theme. So it's not that ridiculous that he did it in one night because he had basically written the music already. Yeah, he was just mixing it. Yeah, he's, he's just he's it's basically DJ in it. Like, yeah. Wurka, wurka. Rickety Rickety Remix. Yeah. So it's still amazing, but it's not this like legendary thing. Um but also it's still legendary to me. He oh well yeah, you know. It le- it is yeah. a legend of Zelda. Yeah, it's a legend. <laughs> this, so, the Ganon's monsters are really bad. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um so he says that um the desperation he felt when he was making the song kind of influenced how he made the opening made it kind of feel like desperate and, and melancholy. Uh and he also was influenced by spaghetti westerns uh that he felt gave it an air of courage. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um he wanted it to have an sense of adventure, right? 
Um, yeah. The, the, the whole team wanted the sense of adventure. Everybody knows how Miyamoto explored caves near his childhood home when he was a kid, and that inspired Zelda. That's a big deal. Everybody knows that. However, um, it was also said to have been inspired by the adventurous spirits of 80s films like Indiana Jones, and they mention it by name in the interview, Indiana Jones. Um, so a lot of those movies that were coming out at the time, Indy and The Goonies and, and other things like that that are just kind of like swashbuckling or, or fun so, and adventurous, they wanted you know it to embody that sense of adventure that 80s films had. In which, so many ways, yeah. Harrison Ford is the reason we have Zelda. <laughs> in at least one way. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you think about it, if you think about it, uh, on, on the, on the nail, uh, you know, just it's Harrison Ford made the right. Zelda using my, uh, extensive college experience. I've come to the educated conclusion that P is, Ford the balls. is why Zelda P is also stored in the balls. Yes, that's <laughs> so, um, some of the initial notes for the game, uh, were kind of interesting too, uh, but they were kind of rough. So when Koji Kondo got uh, notes for the songs, one of the notes was just short background music written as instructions for the cave. Or um, when they get to the, the fairy fountain, it's just it just says fanfare sparkly. Like, <laughs> yeah. really, really, really spare notes for what he had to do. But that also means he had but a lot of freedom, it. you know? Yeah. Um, the manual also wasn't going to be as detailed as it was. So if you've seen the manual, and I highly recommend checking it out and reading it in full if you're going to be playing this along with us. Um, the manual for Zelda is amazing. It has all this lore. Uh, they actually brought in a screenwriter who had worked on some Toriyama shows, so Dr. Slump and Dragon Ball. Um, and he developed the backstory for the manual. Um, so we owe a lot of the you know tone and theming of Zelda to a person who wrote for uh, anime. There you go. Those are the best people. Yeah. Man, man for the job. Um, and he wanted to give this f- a feeling of epic adventure, so he kind of based it on medieval European uh, uh, like legends and stories of wars that happened in, in medieval Europe. Um, yeah. It was the first adventure game of its type, basically ever. Uh, so they wanted um, you know players to to really feel it. Um, and the problem is though yeah. that if you brought your game into a kiosk, you're not really getting anything physical to come with the game. So um, they put uh, the manual in at the kiosks so people would feel like they were getting something when they bought the when they bought spent the money essentially. So it spit out a manual and you bought the game. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It's I mean I want huh. I want one of those in my house for some reason. I just want to like I want to see it and touch it. I, I can see why people, especially gamers, are so obsessed with like Japanese culture. Because mm-hmm. they just had a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Well, like, Japan is the master of the vending spits off manuals. Machine. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, yeah. It's true. But, yeah. you know, it's like, nowadays I want a manual for an old game. I have to go online and pay 20 bucks plus for it. Yeah. You it's know? pretty dumb. Want the original manual to freaking SimCity? Shell out 50 bucks or something like that. I f- yeah, I found, a, I found a box the other day for Harvest Moon that was only like $50. And I was like, oh, man, I kind of want it. <laughs> the original box for Harvest Moon? Yeah. For just the box? Just the box and the manual, yeah. Ugh, no thanks. Too much. Too much. <laughs> Too much. I didn't buy it, obviously, but I, I wanted yeah. it. Yeah. 
Um, okay, Seems so free? Japan didn't get uh, the hints and maps that we got in the U.S. So the maps and hints that we got, like, they're all throughout the manual. Japan didn't do that. They just thought we were too stupid. Yeah, we're slow. We're real slow. Miyamoto actually thought the game was better played with no hints or tips at all, uh, which I guess is basically the, the thrust of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. Suck it, Miyamoto. We did what you want us to do. Well, I definitely read the manual. We don't need though. your stupid maps. Whatever. What? I used the manual. 100%. I don't have it, so I went manual free. And you know how far I got? Not very far. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I would have figured it out eventually. Shut up. So, let's talk about uh, some of the magazines that the game appeared in. Um, it didn't appear in Nintendo Power, because Nintendo Power did not exist yet. It was, however, Ooh. in the bi-monthly Nintendo Fun Club yet. newsletters, which you can find Ooh. on retromags.com or .org. I will, I don't know. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but Retromags is a it's source mag. we it's definitely retro. use. Um, Read it. More complicated games like Zelda and Simon's Quest drew more kids into the Fun Club uh, because the puzzles were so difficult sometimes in the games. So uh, Nintendo Power was launched like as a result of how popular Zelda made the Nintendo Fun Club. Yeah. But what a way to push your magazines. Like, you want to figure out how to beat this game, subscribe to our magazine. Yeah, you better get Nintendo Power. You got to get the power. You better get the power. Nintendo, Nintendo power. power. Uh, so there's also some great Nintendo commercials power. for Zelda. Um, oh, my God. They're uh, something else. So let's let's talk about these commercials. And we're just doing American commercials today. Uh, but let's start uh, with this one. Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, yeah, nice I did. graphics. Oh, oh, I'd I like see. to get my hands on that game. You mean you haven't played it yet? Me. We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octorok's Tech-Tech's Levers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go, Link. Yeah, get Zelda. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up. The Legend of Zelda sold separately. <laughs> so yeah, the, that is the infamous it, rap commercial with a kid who, to me, looks exactly like the dude who played... Uh, the main character, Jake, in Animorphs and Iceman in the first X-Men movie. I like the beatboxing at the end. Wicked, wicked! Yeah, it's really bad. It's uh, something else, man. No, the monsters from Ganon are really bad. That oh, I'm raps, sorry. I, I was hot. so wrong, man. I was so wrong. Those, those raps are so hot right now. Some sweet, sweet hot raps. Pretty rad. There's just some rad rapping. <laughs> Could wrap my presence in those raps. They're so tight. We've also got a uh, another very strange commercial, which I don't think is quite as good as the two kids rapping. Uh, so let's check this one out. Watch Zelda become a legend on your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! Which way you go? Am I still alive? This is just... What's going on? For those of you who can't see it, because, you know, you can't see it. Did someone just say Freebird? This is just a dude saying Zelda and, and other various things from the game. It's like some dude with, like, frizzy hair and a black turtleneck. And he's just... Plus, I don't he's understand. Like in a, he looks like he's in a jail cell, and he's just saying things from Zelda. How, how does Zelda mm -hmm. getting saved by Link make her a legend? Well, that's a good question, man. 
I gotta say. I don't know. She's legendary for being kidnapped. Well, she wasn't... Was she kidnapped or was she put to sleep? Whatever. Oh, no, she was kidnapped. Ganon she was kidnapped, took yeah. her. Whatever. Ganon's like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a poison apple Well, it's something. a legend of so Zelda because there's a new Zelda every generation. Yeah, it's it's a the legend about Zelda, but in the commercial he said, watch Zelda become a legend. Oh, yeah. It's just because they don't understand what the game's actually about, I feel like. They're just trying to Good sell job, the product. Guys. But that said, Nintendo... I mean, kids back then didn't think that much, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nintendo only made about six commercials a year, so the Zelda rap one at least has kids in it. The second one is like an adult yeah. man with an afro, like, yelling about Zelda with a turtleneck on. Like, it's very weird. So I was like, am I still alive? What's going on? Yeah. Because I can't see what's going on. I just hear the voices. It's very strange. Just hear the voices. They're always, they're always talking, the voices. But, you know, they had a really huge advertising Zelda. budget, so they spent as much as $5 million per commercial. Ching-ching. Yeah. Boy, so. they spent it wisely on that one. Yeah. That, Good job, guys. I cannot imagine what they spent $5 million on in these two commercials, because they are... It was an expensive turtleneck. It's nuts. Um, so, <laughs> re-releases and special editions. Let's talk about this for just a hot second. Um, it's not super important... But Zelda has, you know, been released on a couple consoles. I don't know if you've heard of these. Uh, it was really re-released on, um, oh, let's see. They did a remixed version on SNES uh, on Citeleview. Uh They re-released it, I think, on Game Boy Advance. Um, it's been yep. re-released on been. GameCube. It's been re-released on Switch. It's been re-released on the NES Classic Edition. You can play Zelda pretty much anywhere. Yeah. So it's on Xbox. If if you want to It's <laughs> on christianmingle.com. It's on farmersonly.com. It's on Facebook. It's on Ashley it's Madison. It's on Twitter. You can play Zelda it's, on Animal Crossing, I think. You can play it on Law and Order SVU. <laughs> dun dun. Dun dun. So dun, 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 dun. If, if you <laughs> It's on CBS at 9 p.m. Central <laughs> Standard Time. If you really want Save to play it Zelda, it's everywhere. DVR SNES. Oh my god. Um, so Just yeah. plug in your SNES's DVR and plug it. Anyways, continue. Thanks. I swear to god, every time I start talking, you got a new thing Zelda's on. Sorry. It's okay. Zelda's dead. We killed it. I killed her. Well, if you want to play Zelda now, you can't because it's dead. I'm sorry. Yeah, we killed all of the ports. They're all dead. I went. I, I hacked I hacked the internet and I, and I deleted all of Zelda. Oh no! Just like that, you didn't hear me type. But I'll type. Oh, you can play go. it on the Wii Virtual Console as well if you own oh, it not anymore. already. Yeah, you definitely can't do it anymore. You definitely can't. <laughs> you can't get the Homebrew Channel because that Unless doesn't you exist. You to get it on Game Gear, and I you can't. can't stop you you can't download a WAD and then load that into your Wii's SD card and play it that way. No, it's gone. It's internet. definitely shouldn't it. do that. We're not posting this anywhere because it'll lead to the internet. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I thought you were talking about the fact that the Wii Shop was closed. Not the fact that I you know, deleted I the, the Wii internet. Shop. You know what's funny? I don't really miss the Wii Shop. I just miss the Wii Shop music. I miss the Wii Shop music and I miss the virtual console. I miss like going on there every week or every month and seeing like what was new. You know? Being like, yeah. oh, what kind of what retro games did they come out this week? And for a while it was like... 
a really great way to play retro games. And I still think it, it, it kind of is still. It's not great for streaming, I found out. Nope. Because the uh, I, I can stream it, but wow. Doesn't look great. <laughs> it, what, uh, the, the Wii? Yeah, well, I've got it plugged into component, but every time I switch to a retro game, it it screws with the uh, aspect ratio, and it won't let me That's play cool. it. It won't let me play it in standard mode. I can only play it in widescreen stretched, which looks like hot trash, and I refuse to do it. Yeah, I I will not. I I swear to God, we will not be playing <laughs> this this game. So hopefully yeah, Nintendo gets on releasing more online apps so that I can play more retro content without having to kill myself. So, uh, let's review the game. What do you say? That that seems like enough talk about history and, and legends. Yeah. That's that's enough. That's enough of that. And the Zeldas. And the, and the Lynx. We've, we've learned enough about the history of that. Let's talk about the game. Yeah. So, All right. What's the first? Well, actually, this is your section, man. I should leave you leave you to it. I have a section now, guys. Respect me. All right. I always respected first you. First things. Oh, thanks, man. You're welcome. Uh, so first <laughs> things first. Yeah. Uh, how far did you get in the game, my man? I got to the very end. I'm in Ganon's room, uh, but I can't yeah. find the silver arrows, and I'm just really bad. I ran into the same problem with the Minish Cap trying to find the light arrows. Never could find them. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I. Why don't you look it up on GameFAQs, man? Because that, I'm mean, <laughs> 1990X, man. Can't look it up. I'm doing this no, right. Game we're playing. I'm doing this right. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I didn't get very far at all. I beat the first dungeon, I could never find the second one. I got frustrated and quit. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do but, them in order. Yeah, I know. Do that? Did I know that? Yeah. Know that? Oh, I know that. <laughs> we'll have to play it together sometime. Maybe you can stream it, and I can just be there. Yeah, we can. We can watch Kyle finally figure out. Cause like I know about certain hidden trees and rocks and stuff, but I don't remember them all. Well, and Dungeon Two kid, isn't hidden like at all. Yeah, I know. I'm just stupid. <laughs> You're not <but> stupid. <laughs> I'm stupid. I've had enough. But uh, um. I'm impatient. There you go. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But, like, well, I works. never paid attention to what level I was in when I was a kid playing this game. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool, a dungeon. I'm going to fight through it. And then I get, like, one-shotted by a wizard robe. I'm like, what are those things? How come they take so long to kill? Yeah, the wizard robes are crazy. I, I spent a long time, like, bashing away at them until I realized I needed to find the, uh, I needed to find the ring so that I could actually survive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the defense rings? Yeah. Also, didn't know there were defense rings when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Took me a while to figure that out. But, it's, but yeah, anyways, as far as the game itself, um, it's solid. It's it's obviously a legendary game for a reason. The game is solid. It just What's the first time you played it? Like, when, when did you actually first come into contact with Zelda? When I was a small Wii child. Yeah? On the Wii on the Wii on the Wii console. No, I'm kidding. Uh, when I was a small child, I ran into it when we got on the NES. Got the gold cartridge. I was like, oh my god, this gold is awesome. Oh, did your brother have and it? I started playing it. Yeah. No, my mom did. I think it was my mom's. Oh, that's interesting. So if I remember right, the no, maybe the NES was my dad's. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It's been a hot moment. But I played it on there and I remember I never really had a plan 
Yeah. I just liked going around and trying to find more items and killing stuff and getting yeah. rupees. You know. And that was fun for me as a kid. You know? And it's cool because you could do that with the game, you know? Yeah. But it's it's such... I think the game's a lot more than what the Surface says it is, you know? It looks like yeah. uh, go screen by screen and kill stuff when, like you said, you could do the dungeons in any order. You mm-hmm. could do some extra stuff, go farm some cash, or you can do so many little things in, you know, in this little game mm-hmm. that it feels a lot bigger than it actually is. A lot of cases. Yeah, it's it's definitely my first experience of the game was similar. I um, I bought it uh, at a pawn shop when I was like, I think of the N sixty four era. There's this, you know, Hawk Shop too. In in yeah. Stillwater, so the Hawk Shop uh, was this little pawn shop. Uh, for those of you who are not natives of a small town in the middle of Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, and just in case you're wondering, yeah. don't ask about Hawk Shop one. We don't talk about it. Yeah, we don't talk about Hawk Shop One. Yeah, we don't. We don't talk about that. Um, so times. Hawk Shop Two uh, used to have a pretty decent game section, um, and I picked up Zelda one day there because it was like it's gold, and I had just played Ocarina of Time, and I thought I gotta play the original. Um, didn't get very far, could not figure it out, and I had very low patience back then. I have ADHD, so it is. Hard for me to keep on a task if I'm not really invested in, in what's happening. Yeah. Um, and Zelda was one of those games that just was not ADHD friendly. Um, until you that. figure out what's going on. You know, because I still have ADHD and I can play it now. But I know what's happening. I know what the, you've, I guess. You've educated yourself. You've yeah. become a, a higher level gamer. Yeah. Pro gamer, MLG. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I think the most fun moments I had in the game were because of exploration. They were, as a direct result yeah, right? of, of finding things that it was like, it felt like you were legitimately discovering something that nobody else had found. Yeah, it, it's so cool too, because like... Which, it's a difficult the task game for a game su- that was sold to like millions of people. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, because yeah. like, I didn't know any of the items did. Mm-hmm. So like, I eventually got the ladder, and I looked at the ladder, and I'm like, "What is that? Like a like a railway pass? Like I thought maybe it would be like, like right. a, I didn't know what it just looked like a railroad tie. It looked it didn't look like a ladder. Uh-huh. So I'm walking around. I don't know. I'm trying to use it on stuff, and I can't select it. So I'm like, "What? How, what do you use this for? Right. Then I stepped over the water, and I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> Like you Mind can walk over blown. water. Oh, but you you can't walk over too much water. You can only walk over one square, and then yeah. you get the raft. And I'm like, oh my god, I can float, and there's there's more on the island. It was just cool. I like yeah. the game constructs itself very well to be like, all right, you're gonna you have access to most of the island, but there's still a few tidbits right. that you can see once you get enough items. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, I think yeah, the way it sort of unlocks the world for you, it. it it makes these very memorable scenes because every screen is is relatively yeah. unique, other than stuff like the Lost Woods, um, where oh, it's yeah. where it's sort of meant to look the same. Um, most screens have sort of a unique shape and layout, um, and so it becomes this thing where everything is is relatively memorable. So when you see something that you can't get to, you're like, I gotta come back there. You know, yeah. And when you like when you finally get an item that does something for you, it's like this magical moment where you're like, I can. It's it's like a Metroidvania game. Like this is, 
the original Metroidvania. I think I said that last time, but... What last time? Did we record this one time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep forgetting. Keep forgetting. Whoa. But truly, I, I think this is like an inspiration for the Metroid games. It's exploratory. Um, it requires you to get items to unlock new areas and new items. Uh, it's not quite like... It, it doesn't lock off entire areas to you, but... Um, it does lock off like special. Th- There's like a dungeon, for example, that you can't get to without the raft. You know. Yeah. So it's really cool uh, how it sort of, I think, inspired that genre and inspired this idea of like gating areas off with items. You know, and and, and like, backtracking. There's a ton of back backtracking in Zelda. It's not really. I guess you could say it's kind of backtracking, but it's like. It's more like round, like going around another lap with another item, and then you get to like, oh, cool! I got a candle, so now I gotta try. Oh, cool! I can burn trees, right. so I gotta try all the trees. And yeah. it was definitely a blessing when I got the upgrade for the candle. Yeah, I oh hated God, having to leave the room and come back to burn something again. It was like, oh, this yeah. is this is not worth it. This is imagine. Like, I remember searching through trees with that. Like, ah, oh, crap. This is not the right one. Okay, I gotta remember which tree it is. Oh, I just burned the same one. Ah, yeah. Oh, I got it between the trees. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole process when you don't have that. You know, that was definitely frustrating. But it was like I didn't have to do that. I just really wanted to find secrets. I could have waited. Yeah, it wasn't super important for me to find everything. And you know, a lot of the places to burn um, are pretty apparent. A lot of times there'll be a tree that's sort of off on its own or. You know, in the middle of something that doesn't really make sense for it. Sometimes it's not, though. But it's okay, because sometimes some of those caves are just a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're a secret to everybody. Everybody, anyway. Did you ever find that kind of, like, childish? Like, not in a bad way, but, like, you see this, like, uh, you see this moblin in the cave, and it goes, it's a secret to everybody. Doesn't it sound like something a kid would say? Yeah. I somebody Kinda, yeah. I saw somebody talking about that recently, but it's got this like uh so that that's not an original thought. I, I saw that somewhere when I was listening to or reading something about Zelda or watching something about Zelda. Um it has this childlike Mobiles quality. Aren't known for being intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Um and usually it's like, thanks for the twenty bucks. Hey, whatever, free money's free money. It could also be like the uh, the Moblin sort of being like, "Hey, this is a secret. Don't tell anybody because, you know, you're the bad guy. I'm supposed to be trying to kill you, but I'm yeah, but I'm helping money, you." So could you take this? Maybe he believes yeah. that money is cursed, and he's like, "I don't want to get rid of it. Please take it." Don't, but don't tell my Moblin friends because like you're totally the enemy. <laughs> oh, here's here's Ganon my here's my theory. Like, defriend me. Here's okay? here's my theory. There is an underground network of people trying to help the hero. Literally underground. In in high makes sense, yeah. Right, it They're starts off with the caves. old man in the cave. He disappears. So there's obviously like a series of tunnels that only they know how to get to. There are certain moblins that are selling things and uh, and giving away money to the hero. Right, and there's old ladies. Yes, there's old ladies with potions. Like this is literally the underground railroad, except it's meant to help out a small boy kill a pig monster. That's right. That's, he needs all the help he can get. Yeah. Turns I, out he's Osama <laughs> bin Laden and the pig monster's U.S. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> you gotta use this network of underground tunnels Christ. to avoid capture from the U.S. 
Armed forces. Ganon is the real good uh, guy in this didn't game. Didn't work, did it? Wow. Yeah, Ganon's actually Osama bin Laden. No, wait, I thought Ganon was the U.S. No, Ganon is, is, is in a tunnel as well. Zelda Link is. Uh, I guess he's in the dungeon. Saddam Hussein, and he's trying to uh, trying to Wait. help him out, but accidentally kills him. I don't know what I'm talking about, all right, man? Why are we lingering on this? I don't know. You're <laughs> the one who keeps going. <laughs> I'm s- just just ignore me. Where were we? I guess I asked. Yeah, uh, Zelda's a good game. And it's got all kinds of cool monsters and stuff. You should go out and play it. <laughs> you should definitely play Zelda any way you can. That's true. In the words of, any way of you can. Although, this game is really easy to get legally, so I would highly suggest paying Nintendo for yeah. this game. You can pay it's it worth for it. $3.99 a month. N- if you Nintendo, Nintendo deserves online. the cash. Just buy the game. It's true. Just buy it. Netflix, however, doesn't. Yeah? What's happening going, with Netflix? They, they raised their prices up again. Did they? Yeah. Uh, for standard HD, it's twelve ninety nine a month. Wow. For a- Ultra HD, it's like $16 a month. Wow. Sixteen ninety nine or seventeen ninety nine. Stupid. Yeah. Well, I don't pay for it anymore, so. Well. Wait a minute. I thought it was twelve ninety nine a month already for HD. Yeah, it is twelve ninety nine for standard HD. Yeah, but, but if you want ultra four K HD. Yeah, who gives a you shit have to about four K? a month. Who cares? Do you have a four K TV? Johnny Bravo's. Yes, I do. Do you? Yeah. Oh, well, does it really matter that much? I mean, 4K is such a... If it was... It's so funny because I'm the, the worst person... 4K is the skin tag of, of friggin' video resolution. Yeah, we're going to 8K. Whatever. 4K sucks. We're going to 8. No, I just mean now. it's useless. It's not that... It, I mean, it's twice as good, but it, you can barely tell. Like, yeah, I know. it only it, makes a difference if you have a 4K TV. I, I'm dead serious. I, I'm dead serious about this. I have a, like, somewhere in between 4K and... Um, and 1080p screen at work. I have like a really, really high resolution screen. It's not quite 4K, but it's it's up there. Um, so it's great. You know, it's a really crisp screen. But when I play 1080p content now, it looks fuzzy. And it looks fuzzier yeah. than that 1080p content looks on my bigger TV at home. I know I'm I'm the worst person to ask about resolution because you could put some at 1080p in front of me. You could put something 720. I don't even care about frame 4K, rate. Give 720, 30 frames per second. That's perfect. It's not that bad. But now 1080p looks like garbage on my on my almost 4K screen at work because the screen is made for 4K and it just makes 1080p yeah. look worse. It doesn't make it's so bizarre that it just makes good resolutions look worse. It takes all the P out of your 1080. Because it's, I, I swear, I swear they're just making the old stuff look worse and making the new stuff look the same. I can believe that. Yeah. I, I can believe that. I mean, maybe I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just a Philistine. I just don't, I think 4K is dumb. I just went on a tangent there, but it's fine. That's fine. It needs to happen. So what verdict but would you give good. Zelda on the NES? I give it uh, uh, nine Hyrule shields out of ten. That's a lot of Hyrule shields, especially in Zelda Breath of the Wild, where you have to make them or not make them, where you have to find them or pay for them. Really? I thought you just got one after you got all the dungeons done. Uh, No, you can find the Hyrule shield hidden inside Hyrule Castle. It's like a special item. Oh, that's dumb. But 
you can also buy it from the people in Hateno Village. Oh. So. Interesting. It's a re- it's a really great shield. It's worth it, for sure. Yep. Just like Zelda, which is also a really great game that is worth it. Yes. Play it. If you haven't played it, you, we brought you back to the 1980Xs for a reason. So yeah, get dude. to playing it, fools. Fools. Because it's really rad. We're in our and living room with a shag carpet and a... And a my box of uh, Capri Sun. The TV with the Cracking wooden... Cracking open the first Dunkaroos. Mm. The TV with the wooden uh, um, paneling. Paneling. Dark wood paneling uh, yeah. on the walls. With the dials. Oh, yeah. You got to get you know up to change the channel. Mm. I had mm, one of those. Right. I had one of those, man. I did, too. I had one of those, Good too. stuff. The velveteen couch. Gross. Yeah. Good times. Sex Smoke. couch. Smoke kind of weird. Sex couch is dead. Matt Rip. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Kyle uh, had this couch in his original apartment uh, that was probably one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. <laughs> it, it, and, we, and we called it sex couch. So then we moved out. I moved out of there. We moved in together, and then we got Spider Couch. Yes, Spider Couch, which was my couch. Um, which, yeah. like I said, I, or like I was going to say, I can't talk because my couch used to be garbage as well. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Everybody yeah. goes through the garbage couch phase. It's fine. Everyone my couch was my couch. grandpa's. I and it was the it was so low to the ground. Do you remember how low to the ground that thing was? Yeah, I mean, but, like, you'd have to worry about stuff rolling under it. That's true. Just That's spiders. true. It was basically sitting directly under the ground. Like, the legs were gone. I I remember having it in my apartment, my um my townhouse, and it's just, like, like, being able to just roll off onto the floor and not, like, hurt myself at all. It's <laughs> a nice advantage. <laughs> yeah, all just, right. you know, it's not a, it's not, a, not a far drop at all. But I'm done with that Plus couch almost. part of my life now. But um, yeah, well, man, I I love Zelda too. It's a good game. Go play it. It's really fun. What would you get? What would you? What was your verdict on old Zelda? I would give it a full three hearts uh, sword beam. Wow. Yeah. One whole sword beam. One whole sword awesome. beam because I have full hearts. Because you have you have a full heart it's, when it comes to Zelda. Three hearts and a sword. So much beam. that I sword beam. It's like a five out of. It's like a beamed. five out of four. That's right. That's good. I think it's one of the best games I've ever played. And playing Breath of the Wild made me want to play it. And then I was like, "Holy crap! Breath of the Wild is just Zelda." Because yeah. it gives it, it's you great. It's, it is. Yeah. It's just Zelda without screen transitions. It gives you a set of tools. It gives you a way to and, interact with the world, and, and it lets you graphics. do whatever you want. <laughs> It's amazing. And peeps to talk to. Yeah. And DLC. Yeah. DLC. DLC was definitely in the original Zelda. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. No, I was saying, like, it's just like original Zelda, because Zelda had DLC. Yeah. And it was the Satellaview game. Full circle, it, guys. Oh, my God, it did. Full circle. <laughs> it actually did. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Zelda had DLC. <laughs> it did. You heard it here first, folks. Breath of the Wild 1.0. Yeah, BS, BS Legend of Zelda, um, the Sacred Stones, or whatever it was called. Yeah. Which was a Satellaview download. I think we already said this, but I always feel like I'm saying stuff and like people aren't getting what I'm saying. I feel like half the you time I'm understand. just like, I'm saying normal, I, I'm saying like new, new things and I'm not explaining myself. 
I don't know. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm probably wrong. Well, I think that's about it for this week. I'm just mad we had to redo this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I, if I seem a little low energy, it's because I don't want to record this again. <laughs> I, you know, like I love to. hanging out with Kyle. Mm-hmm. It's just weird having a conversation with him twice that we've already had. It's like, oh, let me let me say all these things to you. You know, it's just not as natural. No, it's fine because I might add some stuff that wasn't in there the first time. Who knows? Yeah. It, before we, no one will ever know we, because uh, that episode's gone. Press the old stop button. We once again. Yep. Forgot about something. Oh yeah, we did this last time too. I am yep. a terrible person. Um, okay, well, we have some stinking voicemails to get... Stinky, stinking voicemails. Mm. They're good voicemails, actually. Kyle, why'd you call them stinky? The full so disappointed stinking cheese. What? Was that what he says? He says in, the high uh, stinky cheddar. Year. You're talking about rookie the of the high year. Stink- yeah, the high... St- the I think it's the high it's- stinky cheddar. Well, whatever. It's cheese. It smells bad. It's It was rookie of the year. Okay, well, we've got a couple of voicemails today. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for quoting Rookie of the Year wrong. (laughs) Yeah, no problem, you funky butt-loving. Okay, so um, our first voicemail, I think, is from Fedco, uh, because, as we said in the last recording of this same episode, uh, Fedco's, like, thing is starting off his uh, voicemails with some weird way of saying the console name. That's, like, his trademark. So, if you want us to remember you, come up with a trademark way of talking. That's right. Um, Or start calling us Rich or some other name. Yeah, that's true. You could call us Rich during a stream for some reason and not explain (laughs) it. It's fine. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, We love love you, buddy. Thanks for for always sending stuff in, by the way. Um, So, here's a, uh, a voicemail from Fedco. Hello. Here is a tip for The Legend of Zelda for the Nintendo Family Computer. Every eighth enemy drops a bomb. Also, use the boomerang. It's really good. And kills bats in one hit. Just like everything else does. Except this one goes far even when you're not at full health the boomerang is the best item in the game good luck so i was not aware that every eighth enemy drops a bomb now this could be false because fedco likes to fool us sometimes um but that's a really good tip you know yeah uh the boomerang is awesome It's, it's the same with uh Link's Awakening. Boomerang also awesome. Yeah, I, that's a great tip too. I just think the the every eighth enemy drops a bomb. Like I'd love to know more like really detailed programming stuff about the game. Like things that are like, you know, this is how the RNG works cool. in Zelda, if it's true. Yeah. Cause that's super helpful. Not, Fedco's never led us the wrong path before though, so I Yeah, know. he has. <laughs> He's lied to us. Yeah, I know. That's that was sarcasm. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, okay. this next one comes still from. Love you, buddy. Uh, Thanks for sending in. This this next one comes from Chimichanga uh, from the Discord. Um, By the way, join our Discord, guys. Yeah, it's a really fun time. Uh, hey there, Retro Reset. This is Jose 
uh, better known on the Discord as Chimachanga. Um, first time, long time, by the way. Gotta drop a first time, long time in there. Um, so I hear you guys are playing Zelda 1. And that game is pretty, pretty insanely hard. In my opinion, I think it's one of those old school games that are just not unbeatable, but definitely just a pain in the butt. So what I like to do is definitely like to cheese games whenever I get a chance to. And the best way to cheese that game has to be getting as many rupees as you can, buying as much red potions as you can, because you're going to die a lot in that game. And here's my tip, my hot tip uh, for the tip hotline. And that is going to be uh, whenever you guys get to the cemetery section, it's going to look like a office space because it's all gray. It's not really looking like a real cemetery would look like. But uh, there's a little trick to get a lot of rupees there. Uh, every time you hit a, a tombstone, a ghost is going to appear following a solid ghost that you can actually hit to destroy the rest of the ghosts. So if you spawn 10 of those and then end up killing the solid ghost, which is the big uh, bad voodoo daddy of them all, you're going to just wind up getting a lot of uh, five currency rupees. And that's honestly the best way to just rack up on rupees to go to the old man and buy as many potions as you need because you're going to need a lot of them. So uh, good luck, guys. Uh, can't wait to hear the episode. And uh, isn't it weird how that old man gets around? That old man is everywhere. That old man is, like, in the money-making game. That old man is telling you uh, it's a secret. It's crazy, man. I don't know. This game is wild. All right, guys. Catch you later. Bye. Thanks for making <laughs> me edit out the F word, like, 50 times, Chimichanga. Not like I had said it earlier or anything, but yes. Yeah. Thank you for saying it in. <laughs> yeah. Much preach. But. Appreciate it, man. And that's actually a really good tip about the money. I had no idea that there was like a boss ghost. In the yeah, I didn't either. I usually run like heck as soon as any of them spawn. I'm like, ah, I'm right. Out. I used to go in there and I would like I would try to push every tombstone and then run away. And that's how I found yeah, the magic. That's how I found the magic sword like five hearts before I was supposed to. <laughs> Because you can only get the magic sword by having a certain amount of hearts. Like in Breath of the Wild, there's another connection. Yep. Wow, it's almost like I told you that last time, and you didn't know last time, and you were surprised then, but you're not now because you already know. I'm surprised! Whoa! Wow, shoot. Whoa! Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Did you. Yay! Uh, there you go. There you, that would be a perfect time to have that. Um, so yeah. our final uh, voicemail comes from uh, Fedco again. He sent us a bonus tip. Um, bonus tip, tip, tip. Here's an extra special bonus tip just for you. One of the tombstones in the graveyard can be pushed to reveal a secret dungeon. Well, not so much a dungeon as a crawl space, but really, what's the difference? Good luck. So he is right about that. It, it's that's where the magic sword is. We just talked about that. Yeah. I kind of stole a thunder there a little bit. How dare you? Yeah. You know me. I'm I'm kind of an evil guy. Kind of an evil butthole. You ever been an evil butthole? 
All the time. Yeah? Favorite thing to do? It's being evil butthole? It's something to do, you know? It's a fun time. I learned it. I learned everything I knew about being an evil butthole from my cat. This is an evil butthole. <laughs> Your cat... Cats are evil buttholes. Cats, cats have evil buttholes. Our cat likes to wake up in the morning and stick her butthole in our face. It's nice of her. It's kind of fun, you know? It's kind of a good time. Scully, is that her name? Yeah, Scully likes to, to like, show us her butthole all the time. God, she's flurf, though. She's a flurf. Yeah, she's pretty cute. She's she's too cute. She yeah. gets away with it. Anyways, uh, do we have any iTunes reviews? Uh, we don't have any new iTunes reviews this time. Bummer. Bummer. I don't think we do, at least. I can check. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to check. Anyways, hey. I'm going to check, Kyle. All right. Or you can say Thanks stuff, everybody. and yeah, maybe I'll find it in the meantime. Thanks, everybody, who uh, sent in their awesome tips and memories from good old Zelda. Uh, we much appreciate it. If anybody's listening isn't already on our Discord, make sure to jump on that. Get I'm on not it, sure man. how, because I'm kind of dumb. And um, Would you stop saying that? Or? That is so mean. I've had it. What? I've had it. But uh, I'm done. Stop <laughs> saying you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mentally inept. Du- oh so. my god. <laughs> I'm done. Anyway, I'm done. Um, or feel free to email us at retroresetpod at gmail.com or get to us through Twitter or on Facebook. We're on all the all social meds with your hot tips or hot memories from <laughs> whatever game we're playing. So next, remember, next week is going to be Gunstar Heroes. They could be cold. It's memories. a great game. It doesn't take long to beat. It's yeah. available on Sega Genesis and as well as the 3DS. Um, it's also on Steam. Market. It's also on every on Sega Genesis collection. Uh, yep. Play it. It's that good. It's a great game. It is. Uh, and it doesn't take long at all. It's just like it's like a 30 minute like blast. Yeah. It's like. You're like, whoa, you know, that happened. That was cool. Like uh, a, it's 30 minutes we'll if get you're, more if that you're really good. It's a pretty hard game at points, especially if you're playing it on is. normal mode instead of easy, like I beat it on. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I beat it on normal. I don't remember, but... That last um, part's really hard. I didn't... We'll get to that next episode. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for being here, Chrononauts, and uh, thank you for being here for this... Uh, uh, for waiting for this Zelda episode. Yeah. Hopefully this doesn't mess up. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next time, guys. Stay classy, chrononauts. Go for yourself, San Diego. (laughs) That was a good one, right? That's pretty good.